0: show. I'm Phil Vecchio.
1: And I'm jubilant Janelle Vecchio.
0: And are you jubilant because this is our five-year anniversary extravaganza? It's our five-year
1: anniversary extravaganza. Five years ago. We started with an extravaganza and we're gonna do our fifth anniversary with an extravaganza.
0: That's right. Five years ago we started this show together Um And we actually were recording uh, earlier than it's releasing, you know, it's off by a couple of days because that's our regular schedule now. But um, this is our five year anniversary of doing the show. And we're going to talk about it um, quite a bit in our later segment. We're going to do a Vintage Vecchio segment since that Mm -hmm. seems to be the most appropriate spot for it. And we'll talk more in detail about it. Then we've got a lot of fun stuff planned for the rest of the show as well. You ready? I'm ready. Me too. Do you remember what we started our first show off with? Fights. Yeah. It wasn't like an official segment yet, but we oh, talked about,
1: talks about the fight. name
0: of the show. Okay. We're going to talk more about it later. I want to go into detail <laughs> at the end, so stick around. Make sure you're listening through to that. But for right now, let's jump into the news. the <laughs> news. No.
1: Please rate and review us on anywhere you listen to our podcast. We really appreciate it. We'd also love if you would email us uh, at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. You
0: can also follow us on Instagram, of course. We'd love to see you there. Twitter at mandarinorange. Please like our Facebook page and join our Facebook group. Orange Show, the group, is the title. It's Do right on the nose.
1: It. It's what all the cool people are doing.
0: So, in Vecchio news this week, uh, we had uh, a special day on Saturday.
1: Yes. I was queen for the day. Number one of I, 12.
0: I think we already talked about, like,
1: yeah, how you I gave it. you the gift, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Once a month on a Saturday, our my Christmas present, well, and the kids as well, our Christmas present to you was to uh make you queen for the day Just so
1: let me run the roof
0: tell us what that entailed what did you choose to do for your first of 12 queens for the day
1: so I chose to sleep in well actually I'm gonna be real with you I woke up at like six and played on my phone-hmm and then went back to sleep that's what the queen wanted to do in. And then I woke you up yes. because you will always outsleep me.
0: I could I, I could continually sleep if I wasn't. So then I woke you up and
1: said, "I'm ready for you to wake up." You woke up to attention. The kids immediately stopped what they were doing. They were up. Yes, and um,
0: we immediately began, began serving you. Serving
1: me. So I we had some egg bake. Yeah. For Brecky.
0: Yeah, kids and, and I helped prepare that for you. We
1: watched *Parent Trap*,
0: the original.
1: Yes, which we'll talk about in the movie segment, or talk if we about get, it now. If
0: we get to it, we, we may.
1: So, um, I the kids had seen it before, but they didn't really remember it. So yeah, that was really that was fun. fun to watch. And I, I love told that them movie. to imagine a young, Aunt Amber, and a young, Mommy Janelle. Um, watching Disney Channel, and this old classic movie comes on, and we were going to turn the channel, but then it started with a camp and twins. One
0: cartoon like
1: opening. And a cartoon opening. It just really hooked us. And then my sister and I dreamed of getting our parents back together. (laughs)
0: It was kind of a false hope giver. It there.
1: was for so many kids of divorce. I wonder how many kids of divorce watched that movie with false yeah. hope.
0: Because as a kid, I was like, "Is this? This is like wild fiction. I cannot imagine."
1: No, we thought it was real. And every time, like one of our dads came over to pick us up, we'd be like, "Are they falling in love again?"
0: It's so sad. <laughs>
1: I just, like, I think it's important, though, to know, like, people, uh, you know, see that. It is. It, it's relatable well, to a lot of people. I think,
0: honestly, it's very valuable for our kids to have some perspective to, A, appreciate their lot in life, and, you know, just to kind of understand where you were coming from and how you had a different type of childhood than they have. But it's also so sad <laughs> just picturing you two, like... <laughs> Imagining this is going to work out and they're going to get together. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we did imagine that. Hmm. But, um, you know, my sister and I had an amazing childhood. We had a lot of good times together. And the parent trap was a bright spot in that. Well,
0: I'm glad in a certain way that didn't work out because in the parent trap, too, the girls are divorced. or At least the one girl that is divorced. And that would have been your position. Yeah. So you didn't follow the pattern of the parent trap. didn't follow the
1: pattern of the parent trap.
0: And then you would have had triplets and Hawaiian honeymoon or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. It's been a while since we've gone that we're far. We're
1: watching through the whole gambit of the parent traps. So um, we did that. We played video games I like to play.
0: Which ones?
1: I'm obsessed with Watermelon Party.
0: Watermelon Party. I'm
1: not even good at it, but I love it so much.
0: It's really fun.
1: It's so addicting. And then we also played uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah, two. Two. Yes. Which is a lot like Puyo Puyo Tetris. One. I
0: think the differences in like the story and some the of the characters are available. Play. It's probably not super different, but it's you know, very
1: similar to me. Whatever. And then we um, we had In and Out for dinner. Yes. Because that's what a hamburger is all about. Drive through. Yes, and um, we watched *Parent Trap* the nineteen ninety eight version with Lindsay Lolo.
0: Yeah, that's right. That and it started out a little started weak.
1: cheesy. It was like the camp part was lame.
0: Yeah, but then it like it, it picked up and once it was pretty the good, good
1: actors and yeah.
0: Once Avion was on the scene, <laughs> yes. Uh, it, no, it turned out to be pretty fun. It's not going to take the place of the original anytime soon.
1: No, but no. It but fun. it was a fun difference. And uh, then we started something that's very exciting. The Plup Book.
0: That's right. We're this,
1: Plup Booking now.
0: This was a large chunk of what you chose to do, which is, was your day, so that's good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What is the Plup
1: Book? So the Plup Book is a combination of puzzling. Legoing and now scrapbooking, but
0: the up is for the plup, The update. It's a puzzle Lego update with yes. the scrapbook involved as well. Yes, it's all mixed together.
1: So the kids started on these little me books, and uh, I realized that because we went completely digital with Luke's birth. That I have no printed pictures of him.
0: <laughs> Very few. Poor, poor so, baby. So,
1: mostly what I did was go through my scrapbook uh, pictures, which I have, um, you know,
0: well, pretty you, organized. You ordered a bunch of prints to be printed yes. out for Luke. The other thing, I mean, we had to go through all the closets and through the garage and get all of your scrapbooking stuff yeah, all out in together. in one place. Both the pictures and the supplies. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Like, you can barely get out to our garage right now because of your mountain of scrapbooking supplies. Yeah. And you you seem to be enjoying it.
1: I haven't really started yet. I've been helping the kids get started.
0: I want to start. One of the things that I appreciate about our relationship and parenting is that, you know, when the kids want to play through, like, an action-adventure game together, I sit down and do that with them. Yeah. when they want to, you know, I'm teaching them how to play guitar. We all sit and do that. And when you're doing scrapbooking or teaching good recipes, then you do that with them and I do my thing. Yeah. It's, it's really nice.
1: Because we did make, um, what did we make? Oh, we made pretzels. Mickey pretzels yeah. the other night.
0: That wasn't on your day, but
1: but it was really good. Fun. And we're going to make, we, we got a Homemade bunch of, pretzels. yeah, we got a whole bunch of, I got the Disneyland cookbook for my Christmas gift card and um, the Unauthorized. (laughs) But we're going to go through and make a bunch of stuff in it.
0: It's just cool that you have stuff you do and I have stuff I do with them. We have stuff we all do together. But, you know, like I appreciate the outcome of the scrapbooking and I fully support you in it. But it doesn't interest me as an activity at all. Yeah, and uh, I'm I glad you it was guys do time. that. It's
1: time. Our kids are ten and twelve. It's time to finish their baby books. Yeah,
0: sounds about right. <laughs> Our kids are like better documented photo wise and video wise than the entirety of the modern American presidents all put together.
1: Oh yeah. So I, I it's not like we up,
0: slacked on it.
1: I printed up the first month of Luke's life, not including the hospital.
0: And not, I just like,
1: found those today. This
0: is just still pictures, not all the videos. Yeah, and obviously. it was
1: like 300 pictures. Yeah. Single pictures. Yeah. But, you know.
0: And that's just on your source. I mean, there's more. We have stuff everywhere.
1: Well, back then we were pretty combined. Though. No,
0: but I'm saying like, what about our uh, our memory cards?
1: I'm sure. But we don't need a scrapbook every single blurry picture we've ever My taken. My point is
0: just there's <laughs> a lot is all.
1: Yes, they're very well documented.
0: Just because Luke's the baby doesn't mean that we didn't take pictures <laughs> of him.
1: Here, here's my computer. Look at your <laughs> <laughs> pictures. Um, so yeah, it was a really successful day, and I'm looking forward to next month.
0: No, we got a tough act to follow. It's it's nice for us because you get to plan it. You have to tell us what to do. So, is it kind of a genius thing because I basically said here, you tell us what you want.
1: It's like to having a plan day on The Bachelor. It's like hometowns.
0: <laughs> All right. What's next on this list?
1: Um, so I was looking at Instagram stories and there's this new um, fad where you look up what Google Ads makes assumptions about you so that they can tell your, tailor your ad experience so, I thought um, it would be funny to go over the assumptions that All right. it makes about you.
0: Tell me where... This is like the personalization, right?
1: Yeah. So, you go to adsettings.google.com while you're logged into your Google account.
0: Okay. I'm there. So, what we're going to do, we'll just kind of... Go through some highlights real quick. We're not going to read every single thing. No, there's a lot. But there's some funny stuff in here. So tell us your highlights. So... What does Google think it knows about you based on what... They
1: do say I'm a 35 to 44 year old female. So they got that right.
0: Mine says 35 to 44 year old male. So that's accurate.
1: But the first thing that is funny is... Because it's in alphabetical order is... They want to do ads for accounting and financial software. Is that on yours?
0: No, that didn't. That didn't appear on mine for some reason. That's that's interesting. I wonder
1: why that is. Could it be that I do the accounting it in our be. marriage?
0: Now this is alphabetical order. That doesn't mean yes. that's the most important thing. It just means that comes up first. And
1: then American football, like really, American football is that on yours?
0: No, but I do have basketball for some reason. So
1: you can turn it off. So it says Google estimates this interest based on your activity on Google services such as search or YouTube while you were signed in. I am not searching American football. Oh,
0: I forgot to tell you that as I'm (laughs) logged into yours, I've been looking up sports teams.
1: (laughs) Um, Another thing that was really funny is just beef. Beef. (laughs) B e e (laughs) f And it has like a little bowl symbol. Um, Where's the beef? <laughs> uh, board games are on there, though. Okay, that's, that's okay. correct. Um, combat sports.
0: Sure, it's sure. Because
1: we watch Wipeout.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Somehow they got you, you like football for some reason.
1: Country music? No. <laughs> I'm not a country music fan. Uh, Ice cream and frozen desserts. That's the definite good match there. Seems accurate. It does say I'm a homeowner. Wow. I know. And it says um, that I'm into investing.
0: Again, I think you do the finances.
1: Latin American music. Uh, Loans. I'm into loans. Hmm. And mathematics, which is my most unfavorite subject. Mine
0: does, by the way, have investing. So I think oh, just to like, get at it.
1: Because
0: let so me you tell just you. put that
1: on everybody. Yeah,
0: our portfolio is good. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> How's your portfolio, Greg? Um,
1: I like that theme parks are on there. And every single TV show genre imaginable is on there. Yeah. Um, Volkswagen seems a little odd to me.
0: I don't know. Did you like... Play Slug bug or something?
1: Maybe because I looked up renting a VW bus.
0: There you go. See?
1: So it, it maybe that's what it was. Um, and it has alcohol and gambling at the very bottom. Hmm. But you can turn those off. Two things I don't really do either.
0: Now, mine is different from yours. And I think remarkably accurate in a lot of ways. Uh, just coming down from the top here. First of all... If there is a genre of video game, it is on mine. Hit, hit yours. Action and platform games, adventure games, uh, br- browser games, casual games, competitive video gaming, computer video games. There's probably about 30 different video games. Mine just
1: games. said Nintendo.
0: Mine also has Nintendo <laughs> specifically, but all those. I also have GameStop on here and eBay, which I think is uh, <laughs> accurate.
1: <laughs> You're on those so much. Uh,
0: eBay is dangerous. I have been getting some of the Metroid games that we Mm had missing from our catalog. And uh, I didn't tell you this, but just before we were recording, I came across someone is selling... Well, several people have it, but someone's got, like, the complete set of Condor Man comics adaptations.
1: What? Which
0: I've never actually seen or owned, so... And they're for pretty cheap, so I'm wondering if maybe you want to invest in that.
1: So I'll be, you know, the accounting person, you'll be the eBay person. I think I
0: can make an offer and get it for around 15 bucks for all three of them.
1: I think you can do that. As your accountant, I approve.
0: Just from a regular old bank account or PayPal? I mean,
1: I think you should do it out of uh, the other account that has the money right now. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) I can do that. That's good. See, that's how our accounting goes. (laughs) I tell Janelle what I want to buy, and then she tells me what to spend it from. Yeah,
1: there's a little picture into why mine says accounting and yours says eBay.
0: The big thing we've been discussing now is, like, which of the new Lego Marios we're going to get. And, like, you know, can we afford any of them or not?
1: Or do we have to wait a few days? (sighs) But right now there's a deal
0: where you get a free set for, like, certain things.
1: All
0: right, back to my thing here. We got animated films, which seems accurate. Audio equipment. Bars, clubs, and nightlife, <laughs> which doesn't sound like it, except that I do go to like live shows. Yeah, which that, that would could fall be why. under because
1: you're looking up the name of the bar. That you're right, going or
0: the various to. clubs. You know, so all the time I'm going out to those. <laughs>
1: they think you're like a clubber.
0: Yeah, but it's just because I'm going where the bands Night play. Night at
1: the Roxbury.
0: Bedding and bed linens, I thought was funny because I've never bought sheets or looked that up or anything along those lines. So who that knows? Is weird. Books and literature um let's see building toys and there's a little picture of a puzzle piece Mm. so that seems accurate celebrities and entertainment news yeah that's probably true yeah now the other thing that it has is every genre of music basically starting from classical indie rock heavy metal and everything in between and it also has many many genres of movies such as comedy films Um, oh collectible card games Can you tell the kind of thing that I'm interested (laughs) in? It's so,
1: like, specific. It is,
0: right? I mean, they know exactly. Now, it does have country music as well, which is not necessarily my thing, but every kind of music is on my list here. So so. you
1: find it an honor.
0: Dance and electronic music. Now, dogs. I'm not too happy about it saying dogs. Yeah. I I, I don't know why it says that.
1: Maybe because you talked about your dogs
0: last week. Maybe. Or Marmaduke. Could be Marmaduke, you know. Drama films, driving and racing games, family films, fast food. That's unfortunately probably (laughs) pretty accurate. Although I got to say, a quick update. I think I mentioned about getting weights. But my main thing is every single day I've been doing the weights for at least 20 minutes, sometimes more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a long way to go. but
1: That's so exciting. And
0: I have a muscle or two. I can feel a muscle in my chest right now. Oh, yeah. Feel that? That didn't used you to got, be there. You
1: got a peck.
0: I got a peck. Just one. <laughs> but I'm hoping to make it a complete set at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, hiking and camping is on my list. Uh, home improvement. I guess because I have, like, had to buy a tool occasionally. Or, like, we...
1: You look up, fixing would go the, for track. the
0: dishwasher. Exactly. Indian alternative music. That's in there. Jazz. Every type of... Uh, music, obviously, you know one thing Metal. on mine
1: that I was like, what? You obviously don't know me. What? Because there was nothing about being a teacher. Huh. Oh, and it says that my degree is high, I'm a high school graduate.
0: Oh, yeah, whereas mine says bachelor, which is accurate.
1: And I know it goes up to advanced degrees because the lady on Instagram what? said Advanced
0: because Janelle has a bachelor, two masters, and an uh, administrative degree. So. Yeah, she's uh, I'm
1: very educated. She's very smart and educated and they <laughs> said, based on my Google searching that I have. <laughs> well, high I'll school. tell you
0: why <laughs> every time you Google bachelor, it knocks off one of your higher no. degrees, it, it cancels it out.
1: <laughs> Many educated women watch the batch. Okay,
0: I'm just saying in Google's you know mm. analytic mm-hmm. uh, uh, algorithm, there. Um, It also has movies and TV streaming, movie reviews and previews, movies, music and audio, music streams and downloads, Nintendo, outdoors. All the things I like. Now, it also has several things about um, parenting, which is cool, performing arts, which I like, but then it has pet foods and pets, (laughs) which I don't understand because I have deaf... Unless the only thing I can think of is that because I've looked for, like, gopher traps that somehow, like... Lot, you know, lumps that in there because I have bird,
1: bird seed.
0: I've never like searched for that <laughs> or anything like that. Um, it does have rabbits and rodents, which is funny because I think they think that is a pet, but it's because I am trying to eradicate oh, them, yeah, from the backyard. Um, rock music, role playing games, romance films, but mine has school supplies and classroom equipment. Yours does not have
1: that, no.
0: Science fiction and fantasy films, shooter games, software, sports games, strategy games, superhero films. I mean, it just knows me. T V comedies, T V documentary and nonfiction, TV family oriented shows, TV game shows, T V networks and stations, T V reality shows, T V sci fi and fantasy shows, T V talk shows, video game development and video game retailers. It's very accurate.
1: Google knows that knows, knows you, it, not are me.
0: You, are you giving me the wrap up? Your yeah, get playing me off.
1: I thought we were going to like read a
0: few, and you just went through the whole list. I did not. I skipped like at least half of those. <laughs> I didn't even tell you that it said Word Games and World Music on here. <laughs> oh, wait. I just did. <laughs> All right. Well, this is your idea. You're the one that wanted to do it. So,
1: anyways, tell us what you were surprised. Look it up. And see what is your assumptions made about you? And write to us at show at gmail.com and tell us what you were surprised by.
0: And I guess you're not supposed to tell us the whole list. So <laughs> just give us the highlights. <laughs> That's the rule I've been told. Well, a couple of new things. One, we want to make sure to remind you once again, we're going to talk about our anniversary a little later in the show. So stick around for that. And then just sort of a... Uh, Upcoming news, I got to do another guest appearance on a different podcast, and it's pretty exciting. Now, I just recorded it a couple days ago, and I don't think it's coming out for like a month, but I just want to get it on people's radar. Uh, the podcast is called The Yesteryear Ballyhoo Review, and it's a podcast all about vintage cinema, you know, classic. I think it covers everything from like the 60s and before, mm-hmm. I think, if I remember correctly, it was this cutoff. And um, the host is Zach Eastman, who also did the Alfred Hitchcock podcast that I was a part of. So this was, uh, you know, I got an additional invite since he's, uh, I guess, enjoyed talking to me before.
1: So we'll keep you posted when that posts.
0: Yes. Uh, But, you know, if you want to check that out, it is, uh, you know, there's some language involved. So, you know, be aware if that's something that's sensitive for you. But it's not like, you know, terrible or anything like that. It's just, you know. Some potty words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use any potty words on mine, but other people, and that's okay. That's what they do, you know. But just so people have a heads up, that's all.
1: Yeah, that's you know, good.
0: They're not like telling their parents on the way home from church. They're gonna listen to it, and then they're surprised. <laughs> like, Oh, that that Phil's a nice fellow. We're gonna listen to this as a family, and I just want them to know, you know. It's good. Getting... That's all. And that's it for the news. We have some exciting listener mail for our anniversary.
1: We got multiple listener mails. You got mail.
0: We got uh, two listener mails that we are going to read. Up first, we have a letter from Amber. This is pretty exciting. She's... You
1: might have heard us refer to her as Aunt Amber.
0: That's right. She is
1: my sister. Your sister.
0: You yeah. should read it because it'll almost sound like it's her reading it. It's true, since you guys have almost we have the a same very voice,
1: similar voice.
0: Although we did do some tests recently, and your mom and Amber have the more similar voices, yes. you're kind of like the outlier. But Amber can do an impeccable impression of you and has fooled me in the past. <laughs>
1: yes. So. All right, I'm not an impressionist, so I'm just gonna do it in my. You're, you're
0: impressive, nonetheless. <laughs>
1: Hi, family. I had the hardest time trying to sign into my emails just to send this message. <laughs> my sister's not an emailer.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We, are, we appreciate that she did.
1: <laughs> I have a lot to say about public restrooms. In New Orleans, you can break a lot of laws, but the one law that you cannot break is public urination. (laughs) It is the one thing that cops will bust your skull over and incarcerate you for. It is so famous that there's even a song called Ain't Nowhere to Pee on Mardi Gras Day. (laughs) And this is because we talked about Seinfeld. The
0: Seinfeld where they get a ticket for peeing in the parking garage, yes.
1: Um, but I understand the lack of public restrooms. As someone who was utterly broke in my time in New Orleans, they lived there because of nowhere to urinate. A lot of businesses will not let you use the restrooms unless you pay. They may have a very large bathroom key. One bathroom at a bar in the quarter had a toilet seat attached the key <laughs> to unlock the bathroom as a mark of shame, I guess.
0: I hope it was, like, a clean one, because that's super gross. <laughs> that's so
1: gross. But it is ridiculous, and I think of the tales I have heard about more enlightened civilizations in Europe that have public restrooms everywhere that you do not have to pay for.
0: <laughs> I hate to imagine, too, like, if this is, you know, say a bar down in New Orleans that has a toilet seat attached to the key, and I can imagine the revelry, there may be some people who are intoxicated, and you hand Ugh. them a toilet seat. Ugh. I can imagine that backfiring on them.
1: Yes. (laughs) Definitely. And I I don't remember like really worrying about finding a bathroom on our European travels. Maybe we were just so dehydrated we never have to. In Italy
0: for sure. Denmark I felt like it was pretty easy to find a restroom.
1: Yeah. They were weird. Yeah.
0: That but I think they were pretty easy to find. I don't know, Italy I don't really remember it being an issue.
1: I mean, even that, like, when we were in downtown Rome, there were bathrooms everywhere.
0: Yeah. And the restaurants and yeah. things like that.
1: I don't know. It wasn't really a, a issue like but, it is here. But American cities, city. oh,
0: my gosh. I used to every time we go to L.A., you have to find, like, that's why we would go to that Denny's. Mm-hmm. Because they had a restroom. You could go in there. Because they're all disgusting if they do have it.
1: Oh, yeah. They're for real there's gross. nothing worse
0: than a venue bathroom um Ugh.
1: it's like a basic necessity is what I don't get yeah. like, how was it that hard to have a bathroom I don't know Our house has two
0: and if they did provide bathrooms for people more readily it would be less disgusting in general
1: yeah exactly no one's
0: gonna be peeing on the walls in the alley if they have a bathroom to use
1: It's ready not like a gross porta potty. All right, back to the letter. But my one hack in New Orleans when I didn't have enough money to buy a cup of coffee to use the restroom. (laughs)
0: Cup of coffee is what uh, Bowser and his (laughs) menace
1: drink. (laughs) Cup of coffee. Uh, If I had to was to use a hotel bathroom, the big thing that you had to do was to at least look a little bit fancy as if you were a hotel guest. The other unlock was knowing the one public bathroom in the quarter, but it's prone to being covered in vomit, so you've got to hover. <laughs> sick. Ew. It's just crazy to think that you can't even buy an ice cream cone and have a gift with purchase, which is using their toilet. Yep. That's really gross, sister. But I did use the bathroom hack or the hotel hack. Yeah. In San Diego.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you another one that we have the advantage of is when you have kids, you get a lot more leeway, mm-hmm. both in using, like, you know, staff bathrooms, but also, like, a hotel. Like, if you walk into a hotel with kids, they're not going to look twice at you.
1: No. It's normal.
0: It's just what you do, you know? So, that that is definitely an advantage. Because when I'm, like, you know, out in L.A. at a show, it's not the same thing. No. It's not at all, you know? <sighs> okay.
1: All right. That's all for now. I'm so excited about your five-year episode. It's been so much fun listening to the Vecchio Adventures. And I cannot wait for more memories and stories to come. And I appreciate the time you spend for this podcast. It makes my heart so warm. Love you all and be well. Love, sister. Sent from my iPhone.
0: (laughs) It's like I was sitting right next to her. That was such a good impression.
1: (laughs) Like I said, not an impression.
0: No. (laughs) Just how we talk. You guys do. It is amazing. I wish you guys could all just sit and listen to the girls in the family (laughs) all chatting together. Because it is, it's like they speak their own language. They have their own accents. They have their own little phrases and Mm -hmm. stuff amazing. I'll never forget sitting in a room and the first time and being like, oh, I get it now. Because I'd only heard Janelle, you know. Hi, this is Janelle. Call me, okay? And I was like...
1: Why do I sound like a princess? From, from Harvey B. <laughs>
0: My name is literally <laughs> Um, Well, thank you for writing, Amber. That was awesome. And we got another one from frequent writer inner Ben. Titled, Hello from the Volunteer State. Uh, he said, Dearest Janelle and Phil, I've been quite busy on my end of things and didn't have time to write in before your latest episode, so like my last letter, this one is a two-for-one. I appreciate you taking the time to read and touch on my correspondence to MOS, Mandarian Orange Show, but in no way wish to monopolize airtime to the point where it's all you talk about each episode. Well, that's okay. First of all, I always read the ones that are longer because I like to... I can." you know i just have the I'm faster a slow pace reader. it's it's just more contemplative <laughs> it's not that it's just you know i can plow through it but the other thing is and it happens with this happens with everything we just get on a tangent so it's not ben's fault that we sit and talk no, about one you, sentence of a letter for half us an hour
1: material that's right to talk about
0: cuz really the important thing in the show is that we talk about fun entertaining things it's not like you know we don't have like an assignment we have to get through we just talk about it next time anyway that being said here we go which is what ben says in his letter Top 5 animated series. That's a tough a tough one, but here are mine. Number 1, The Simpsons. The last 20 episodes or sorry, the last 20 seasons aside, 20 seasons. It's oh yeah, it's been like it over 30, time. huh? The first 2 10 or so were golden and still stand the test of time. Brilliant writing and endlessly quotable. So I guess he is what he's saying is the last 20 seasons he's not as big into, but it started out great. Um I have enjoyed The Simpsons quite a bit, but I definitely didn't keep up past probably the first four or five seasons I would, I would guess
1: i wasn't allowed to watch the simpsons
0: we went through different phases in my family of being allowed to or not it's good like it's not that i don't enjoy it but it's a little daunting of a task to like jump in and try to like watch it all now like yeah. 30 years worth or 40 years i mean it started in like 89 or something right yeah so 30 years i guess
1: a long time still
0: over 30 years uh, it was let's a see.
1: part of our childhood, and right. we're not children. It
0: was competing with the Cosby show when it first <laughs> came out, and it's still on now. Like, that's yeah. that's telling. Uh, um, let's see. And he, wrote, he writes a quote. Homer, hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have a letter for me. Oh, gosh. Is that something like, like Homer to you?
1: You're <laughs> an impressionist.
0: No, I don't think so. Post office clerk. Okay, Mr. Burns, uh, what's your first name? Po- Homer, pause. I don't know. He's got a a little clip there, a video clip. I obviously haven't watched enough Simpsons to do a decent Homer (laughs) impression. Or an impression of the post office clerk, for that matter. Uh, Number two, he says, South Park. Despite a large number of stinker episodes, there have been true moments of brilliance and wicked satire from the show. Do you remember the first time you saw Mr. Hanky, Mr. Hanky the Christmas (laughs) (laughs) Pooh? He loves you and you love... Wait, I can't remember. I probably shouldn't even try to remember on the show. (laughs) I'm guessing it was around the same time I did back of Biola. Cartoons have never been the same since. Yeah, I probably saw it back then.
1: I mean, we quote South Park.
0: Well, the one, the <laughs> one that we frequently quote is the one where Cartman goes on a talk show. It's my hot body, Maury. I yeah, do what I want.
1: I do what I want.
0: Whenever Janelle does something and she doesn't <laughs> want me to tell her what to do, she's my hot body. I'll do what I want. <laughs> um, yeah, we probably watched the first couple seasons. That's another one that's just been on forever. That. We didn't, like, bother to keep up with, but, yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's definitely not for kids or anything like that, but, yeah. Uh, DuckTales, which I believe appeared on at least one of our lists, if I remember correctly. Yours. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Great storytelling and fun characters. What more could a kid want? This show is my go-to every day at 4 p.m. after school, and what a catchy theme song. Quick story, back in my submarine days, part of my job was to support the sonar department while underway, helping track contacts and report sounds and transients in the water. One day, while out to sea and far away from anything really important, some of our shipmates thought it'd be fun to play some DVDs of DuckTales on the TV in the mess deck area, located one deck down from where we were in the sonar shack. FYI, the mess deck is in fact the eating area next to the galley on submarines. Galley is sort of like the kitchen. But also doubles as the communal entertainment location for the crew, with a wall-mounted TV and speaker system. Anyway, these shipma- shipmates were blasting the volume and having a good laugh for nostalgia's sake. It was so loud we could actually hear the theme song through the hydrophone listening technology <laughs> in the bow of the ship. I distinctly remember someone next to me in the sonar shack making the report of the sound system. Con sonar, report ducktails bearing 190 degrees. I can't prove it, but I think that may have been a one-of-a-kind submarine experience for America. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Life is like a hurricane. <laughs> um now th- This next one is one that actually should have been on my list. And I'm yes. really surprised that yes. I forgot about it.
1: You love this um, show. I
0: love this show. And it has ties to uh, Judd Apatow and, and uh, of course, through that, the Ben Stiller show, and into uh, Freaks and Geeks, etc. You know, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of lineage to look back through here. But anyway, The Critic. He said, yes, it lasted only three seasons, but I'm a big fan of John Lovitz, and seeing him as a cynical cartoon New York movie critic was a perfect blend for me to enjoy. I actually met Lovitz once at a party in Hollywood. I told him I thought he was a comedic genius, to which he replied in his very John Lovitz voice, Really? Well, I don't. Phil, I hope your celebrity <laughs> impressions are up to snuff. Ben really puts me through the ringer on these, but yeah, that's the ticket. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I got a pat on the shoulder. Whatever. I, I Someone's got to do them if you're not going to do them. <laughs> Uh, number five, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Perfect late night zaniness on cable TV adult swim. For those unfamiliar with this cartoon, the show tells the misadventures of a milkshake, an order of fries, a meatball, and their retired next door neighbor in the suburbs of New Jersey. I don't think anyone could have predicted this show, A, getting off the ground, and B, lasting 11 seasons. This is what we had before Rick and Morty, and it's still amazing. I've enjoyed that from time to time. I never got like hugely into it, but I've watched quite a few. I think Josh Anderson was pretty into that, too, if I remember correctly. I believe so. If I could make a couple of suggestions for future top five segments. How about top five SNL skits, recurring or one time. That's a good one. Or top five video game soundtracks. Those are both good. Uh, We are not doing one this episode because we're doing our newer segment. I
1: have a list, But you should add that to the, yeah.
0: Janelle's got a document because that is really good. And actually, there's quite a bit of SNL things we could mine. SNL. Yes. Uh, players, etc. Next, he says, Cobra Kai, yes, great season. Fan service left and right, but this was clearly the best season yet. Not perfect, but great character development. It's really cool to watch so many character arcs happen and bounce off each other. You guys spent a lot of time on your last episode talking about the adult characters on the show, but what about the kids? What do you think of Hawk? I think he's the most interesting character next to Johnny. Like you, I'm curious to see who else will be returning for the next season. I agree with Phil that Hillary Swank would be great to see again. Well, I think the, the whole cast is great. The kids' stories are all yeah. fantastic as well. We probably. Few- I just
1: relate more to the adults.
0: Yeah, but I think that the story with the kids is really compelling as well. Yes. I think it's really well done. I think that and all of the like cool guest stars we're all you know from the old series or in the adult storyline so that's probably more why we talked about it hawk is great he and dimitri i love their relationship back and forth so yeah they're good too
1: and i'm glad he's on the right side now
0: i know very exciting um, then he says, good points on Seinfeld. I will concede that the characters are not totally despicable. They are, let's say, 10% decent, but that's being generous. Really, I just think they ride the line of decency and selfish sarcasm. The car reservation episode is a classic example of this. We just watched this. Yes. Uh, I know why we have reservations. Oh, the agent at the car rental place says, I know why we have reservations. I don't think that you do. You see, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. Anyone could just take them.
1: That was good. Yeah, You are Jerry, though.
0: Well, I definitely, there are, again, there's a lot of things I identify with. Like, that scene in particular, I feel he's in the right there, whether or not... I mean, he doesn't even do anything wrong in it other than, like, you know, he's a little snippy with them, I guess. But he's not wrong. Their company did not treat them the way that they should have treated them.
1: And that's... Phil and I, like, do kind of demand that when we're... Not in that way, but we will speak nicely to them until they give us our way.
0: Right, because we know it's not necessarily the person who you're interacting with it's the person at fault. But one way or another, that company... Did it wrong, and they deserve, you deserve to be treated as a customer. Right. You know, that's all. That's it. It's not wrong. Yeah. They do a plenty of stuff. They're always getting into shenanigans and stuff. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot more good than people give them credit for. <laughs> um, he says, great physical comedy by Jerry. And it's fun to watch Julia Louis-Dreyfus laugh and nearly break character next to him. She laughs all the time. She's terrible. She's always laughing and hiding her face. <laughs> Jerry does, too, Jerry does too, but his whole bit is that he's, I mean, he's not, he's not a good actor and that's okay because it's the way his character, because he's, oh, he's my himself. butler, he is, and he's just, he's a ridiculous caricature, so it works, and Elaine is goofy and stuff too, so it works with her too, but she's definitely, you can always see her hiding it, <laughs> covering her face, looking away, it, it adds to it, I think it, it even makes it more fun, I love her.
1: She's like me. So you love me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said, I also love the telemarketer bit in another episode. Really a throwaway moment, but wonderfully written. Phil, let's see if you can recall the quote I'm talking about for the Mandarin Orange Show audience. I remember exactly what he says, but it's, the guy calls him. I, I'm going to just, I'll summarize it, but I'm pretty sure he talking about that. remember. The, they call him and they ask him, like. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm busy right now. Let me get your number, and I'll call you back. He's like, yeah. Like, oh, I can't. Oh, what? You don't want to be bothered at your home? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's like, he's like, give me your home number, and I'll call you back later. Oh, you don't want to be bothered at your home with a phone call from a stranger? <laughs> yes. It's not an exact quote, but I'm pretty sure that's the bit You've he's got talking the about. Gist. Yeah. Um, staying on the topic of TV, I'd like to know if you're still planning on giving Black Mirror a second chance. I know the first episode scarred you a bit, but I promise not all the episodes are like that, and are very much worth your time. Yes, it's still on the list. In fact, in our documents, I've kept the the thirty day TV pilot challenge. I have the whole list there so that we can check them off. But for whatever reason, we got into watching Seinfeld again, and we're watching through that. And that's when if Janelle gets into a show, that's what she wants to watch until we're done. Every time. So, but I will. I am going to go back and watch all those pilots because
1: I was going to just have Seinfeld be our lunch show. Yeah, And then we were going to work on our list at night. But I can't. I can't go back to You like to just do
0: it. This is the issue, too, with the 30-Day TV Pilot Challenge. I love doing it. But basically, I started 30 TV shows, some of which have years' worth of content. Like, mm-hmm. it was one month to get into it, and it's going to be a long like time before Death I get Shadows, through it all.
1: you would never finish. Oh, my gosh.
0: There was, like, 17 years of it or something like that. I mean, that's... I'm probably not going to watch all of them, but there's a lot of stuff, so... We'll get there. Uh, We will get there, but I can't do it all. I only have so much time to watch TV, (laughs) believe it or not. Uh, We do watch more now that we're at home a lot, but we have other stuff to do sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Someone's got to do the dishes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, those get done a lot.
0: <laughs> well, if, they, if it wasn't for I, I, me, they wouldn't I mean, be done at all.
1: Rain Wilson, um, who played Dwight on The Office, posted a great picture on his Instagram of just like a huge pile of dirty dishes. And he said, "When he thinks back to 2020, this is all he'll remember: <laughs> is just the endless pile of dishes."
0: we so much so that we actually had to buy some replacement parts for our dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Cause we've really like put it to task this year and I don't want to buy a new one and there's enough stuff. I, I'm i not very handy, but there's enough that I can get into. I know I can fix we it. We
1: don't want somebody coming in our house right now and
0: installing a new installing one, installing stuff. We just, well, plus I think we can get work. a little more mileage out of this yeah. one, but anyway, yeah, a lot of dishes. Uh, let's see. Finally, he says to quickly touch on something you mentioned recently on an episode. Yes, I was able to sneak in a few tool songs, my favorite band into Biola films, including one that played one morning in chapel in front of thousands of people. The song was stink fist and was a part of the RA recruitment video <laughs> we did and for which you played a part as well. Here's the video link.
1: Yeah, we watched that one.
0: We watched this. We showed it to the kids. That's like one of their favorites because they think it's funny. I'm wearing like a big long wig, (laughs) Um, and he says, "Where on earth did you get that wig, Phil? I'm pretty sure that was just from the like the the TV TV studio, studio. right? We had all kinds of just random props in there that we would pull out for. How many
1: like heads have been? Oh, probably a lot. It was sweat.
0: It was different times. (laughs) But yes, you put a link here. I'm not sharing the link. You guys can find it if you want to. Uh, the RA recruitment video from Bio Put it
1: in the group, Ben. That's and true. You if you want know more people will, to see uh, it, be able to stop you.
0: Um, it is pretty funny, and uh, <laughs> I had a lot of great, interesting characters I played back then. So. Um, All for now, looking forward to the new MOS episodes in the new year. I enjoyed your newest segment and even had the guitar riff for the theme song stuff in my head all afternoon the day I heard it. That is a huge compliment for me. First of all, the fact that he would, like, honor that little bit that I played as a riff, uh, I mean, that's just, that's high praise right there. Second of all, that little guitar bit is, it's not like I didn't copy it from somewhere. I had, like came up with that years ago, like probably 20 years ago, and I'd always wanted to use it in a song in some way, and I could just never, like, fit it into anything else that I ever wrote. I haven't written a ton of songs, but we've written and recorded some stuff yes. over the years, and I just never, that never fit anywhere, and so then I was like, I gotta do a new segment, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna use that little bit, there perfect. There you go. Um, so now it has a home because I always I, whenever I, you know, if I change strings on my guitar, I'm just, you know, or tuning it up and trying out little bits. I'll play like, you know, little things I'll play to test it and see how it sounds. And that's one I always bust out real quick.
1: There you go. So now it
0: has a home on Mandarin Orange a permanent Show.
1: Now it's home.
0: And then he says, Ben, he signs off, but then he says, P.S. My laugh out loud moment in the last episode came with Phil's comment to Janelle about the Bachelor TV show after she describes the show's current location in North Carolina. Is that all? Do we have to hear any more about it?
1: Yeah, real hilarious. (laughs) I
0: thought so. (laughs) Well, thank you, Amber and Ben, for writing in. If you other listeners would like to write in, you can write to us at mandarinornshow at gmail.com or send us a message at Instagram or Facebook. So speaking of our new segment. We're going to jump into that now. It's time for Truths and Lies.
1: Truths and Lies. Oh, I like the guitar.
0: Yeah, you said that before. Have you actually heard it now?
1: Yeah, you played it. Oh free. yeah, I played it for
0: you. That's good. Um, I had fun making that one. I was I was like making new little bits. So <laughs> um, it's time for truths and lies. For those of you that are new to it or didn't listen to the last episode, it's like two truths and a lie, but we're playing against each other. And instead of that, you can make uh, one, two, or three of the statements true. At least one of them have to be true. That way, it makes it a little more challenging. We're trying to see how well we know each other and if we can trick each other,
1: since All right. we've known
0: each other for like over twenty years now.
1: So. Who's going to start?
0: I think you started last time. Do you want me to start?
1: Yeah, you start.
0: All right. Here we go. Here's my truths and lies. So this harkens back to my junior high days. So this okay. will be a little more tricky.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but you should have some of this information in your head. Uh, this pertains to my friends that I had in junior high, some of which I also was maybe friends in high school or elementary, but this focuses on my junior high time. Okay. All right. Uh, Number one, statement number one, I had three friends whose parents owned hotels. Number two, I had one friend whose parents owned three McDonald's. And number three, I was in a band with all of the above. Those are my three statements.
1: So one of them has to be a lie.
0: No, they could all be true. Oh, they could all be true. Well, at least one of them has to be true. That's the rule. You can't say all okay. made-up stuff because then you could say, I went to the moon, I've been in a volcano, and I ate a dog. You know, like, you have to put something that's real so we learn something interesting. Otherwise, it's just making up junk.
1: Well, I know a part of all those are true, but I don't know if all three of them are true.
0: All right, we'll go through it, so, each one here, right? Okay. Also, listeners at home, we encourage you to play along, see what you would guess before we reveal the answer here, by the way.
1: So I had three friends whose parents owned hotels. I know one of them did for sure. Okay. Maybe you had two more in uh, in junior high. So I'm gonna say yes. That's true. Okay. Are you gonna reveal it? No, or? no. You
0: have to say them all first. Okay. Because then you'll help narrow it down. Yeah, if you okay. know one's true, you know the other ones could be okay. false.
1: I had one friend whose parents owned three McDonald's. True for sure. Okay. And then um, I was in a band with all of the above. Um, Gosh, I don't know if he was the McDonald's kid was in the band with you. So I'm going to say no on that one.
0: The first Mm. two
1: are true. The last one's a false.
0: Well, Uh, you actually got it this time. Yay! Uh, I did have three different friends whose parents all own hotels or lodges, you know, whatever That's in Big like Bear. A thing in Big they're Big Bear. not like motels, like a motel six. Like they're like a you know, a lodge, a hotel, whatever. Um three different friends, Matt, who who is one of them I know that you know. Um Zach, who's another one that I know you know. Yes. And then James, my writer friend, his parents also Oh
1: did. yeah, James.
0: Um then, as you know, my friend Nathan, his parents owned three McDonald's.
1: Yes, but he wasn't in the band with
0: you. Oh, ah, well, that's actually where you're off. So you did okay. get them all right. You called them all, but you didn't get all the facts right behind it. So...
1: Oh, Zach wasn't in the band with you.
0: Zach was not. The others all at different times were. So I did a lot of bands starting in junior high. Um, I should say a lot of bands. Different iterations of a band and different like structures. Um, but originally, well, the main band I was in is called Barefeet. and we had like certain band members. And then as time went on, we got new band members that came in at one point, we actually referred to us as the Barefeet orchestra because there was like 15 people because everyone wanted to be in a cool band and we're like, <laughs> yeah, you can be in a band. You can be in a band. And then it kind of all just fell apart and then it fractured off into like a couple, couple different bands before it just dissipated and nothing happened that was the end of bare feet but at some time throughout all of that all of them except zach were involved including nathan we met at his house in their music room hmm. and like had the big one time we had like all like 15 people in the same room was at his house and we were all is we we were trying to do like cover songs at that point because it was too hard to like figure out like an original <laughs> thing with like 15 people hanging around Several of which were just, like, vocalists that were there because they wanted to sing. Yeah, I mean, like, it was...
1: Sounds like a real jamboree.
0: When we first started, it was, like, just a four-piece, five-piece band. And we actually played some shows. And we made one music video on my parents' uh, camcorder, which does exist. And it's quite entertaining. Um, but, yeah, there you go. That's the story of the band. Bare Feet. Before that, we, at other times, were titled either... Uh, one way or warriors for Christ, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we just became a band called Bare Feet, and then it just went on from there. So, played at a coffee shop, my first professional gig. We played at a coffee shop and we made like a dollar seventy eight in tips.
1: Wow, yeah. bringing in the money. Pretty
0: cool. And this was like. 19, early 1990s money. So That's
1: true. That's you know, like $15. That,
0: well, you know, we went down to 25-cent cheeseburger day at McDonald's and we had ourselves a meal for the band.
1: It was 29 cents.
0: Whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. I, I am still in touch with them. And uh, actually, well, with pretty much most of the band members in various ways. You know. Yeah. Through Facebook. All right, let's hear yours.
1: Okay, so mine are as follows. Mine... Don't really have, like, a theme. I guess childhood.
0: I'm just trying to be clever with it. You don't have to do it that way.
1: I'm not going to be clever. I'm just going to try to stump you. All right. I used to pinch and bite my arm before I got a shot to mentally prepare myself (laughs) for the shot.
0: I'm just going to tell you right off the bat, I definitely believe that.
1: Um... I slept in Cody Doty Doofus Dog's bed on several occasions because there was nowhere else for me to sit.
0: To sit? You slept there? Yeah, because
1: I'd fall asleep watching TV and such. And the only place would be the dog (sighs) bed.
0: Okay, I also believe that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to pretend I was a postman and walk up and down the street delivering pretend mail to all the neighbors.
0: That sounds like something that's feasible, but I've never heard you talk about that, and I don't I don't think you would actually would have done that. I think your pretend would have been more with your sister around the house telling other kids what to do. So I'm going to say one and two are true. Three is false.
1: I stumped you this week. Oh, tell me. The only one that's true is that I used to pinch and bite my arm before I got <laughs> shot to mentally prepare okay. myself.
0: I had no direct knowledge of the Cody one, but that was a pretty good construction.
1: Cody Dodie would sleep wherever he wanted to sleep, so in a way, I slept in his bed because he didn't have I slept a dedicated couch bed or your mom's bed. <laughs> yeah, so I did sleep where he slept.
0: <laughs> Matthew, when we went and visited your house, and Matthew was little, this is like we were dating, and my whole family came yeah. out to Colorado and visited your mom's house. And that dog shed, like,
1: oh, he was so much.
0: And Matt said that he remembered, like, the only memory he has, because he is ten years younger than me, my brother. Um, that His one memory of visiting there was, like, sitting in front of the TV while we had, we, <laughs> your mom made us watch Jesus of Nazareth, like, the four-hour movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it, right? Or the yeah. greatest story well, ever told?
1: No, it's Jesus of Nazareth, but... Depending on whether you're visiting at Easter or
0: Christmas. I think it was spring break, you wasn't wouldn't, it?
1: You would only watch the part of Jesus'
0: Well, regardless, story. we still had to watch like, the three-hour miniseries. And Matthew said his one memory of that trip is laying on the floor in front of the TV and making a little pile of dog hair mm-hmm. and like playing around and moving it around and putting it in shapes and piling it up into a mountain because <laughs> there was so much dog and hair. And then
1: like... You went to go put a VHS tape in the VCR player, and it was just clogged with Cody's dog hair. Yeah, it was just full of it. And, I mean, like, our house was pretty clean, like, growing up. He's just shed a lot.
0: Oh, my gosh. One of the many reasons that having a pet is not for me. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm
1: so glad I stumped you.
0: Again, like, that was a pretty believable thing to make up, though. You played on stuff I know about you. Like, (laughs) that the dog got more priority than you. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, that you would just cuddle up and pose in weird places and fall asleep. Uh,
1: I did, like, do a lot of, like... I think I'm, I was like our kids a lot where it took me a long time to like fall asleep. <laughs> and so I would just kind of like stress about the things that were going to happen. And one of them was my vaccination schedule. <laughs> and I'd always know like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to Dr. Mitz and Mockers and he's going to give me a shot. And even the little thing where they just prick your thumb yeah, was like. Oh my gosh. So that's and, where Audrey
0: gets it from then.
1: I'm it's devastating. So I would like not and be like, okay, if I can handle me biting my arm really hard, then that shot's gonna be nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you. And
1: sometimes I would bite my arm like incognito in the waiting room to kinda like numb it.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like and there'd be like a bite impression on my arm. So, I wonder if they thought I was like,
0: a oh, <laughs> no, They definitely... Well, the funny thing is, when I was pretty little, I also hated getting shots. I mean, kids do. That's not, like, a revelation. But I believe, if I remember correctly, I would, like, hide. Like, I went and hid under the, like, cart or whatever. And I was, like, yelling out. And I called our doc- my doctor, Dr. Dodo. He's like, no, Dr. Dodo. <laughs> I was pretty little. Oh my gosh! But I did not want to that's get a where
1: shot. Audrey gets some from.
0: I guess so. I guess from both of us. <laughs> All right. Well, that's truths and lies. How did you guys do playing along at home? Did any of that uh, trick you? I can't imagine uh, anyone knowing that stuff about you. I did. Uh, I did pretty well though. You did pretty well. And you did get all of mine, but you didn't get quite all the yeah. facts behind it, so its I still feel like there's some legs in this game.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know how much longer we can stump each other. Oh, we can do it. We'll see.
0: Don't worry. I've got hidden depths. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right,
0: well, it's that time you've all been waiting for. It's time for Vintage Vecchio's. happy fifth anniversary so
1: happy so we both went back and listened to our first episode ever um which is available on apple Podcasts,
0: all the place all the place Uh,
1: just scroll back 145 episodes and you'll get there and um we're gonna kind of give our thoughts about.
0: Why don't you go through because you took like notes. I have my notes in my brain and I'll contribute okay. when we go. Um, But first of all, I just want to mention that that first episode was, I think it was around 40 minutes and about the half an hour mark. I said, okay, well, we're going to try to keep the show till about half an hour. That's
1: that's what, ha- what I have on <laughs> Then here. we went
0: 10 more minutes and our shows now are usually about an hour half slightly Half an above. hour
1: range. I put three laughy faces. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time Early on, we used to record before the Bachelor started. We yeah. put the kids down. I'm like, "You have 15 minutes." So we even we even did some 15 minute episodes. <laughs> but it's like, oh come on! Like you could hardly get going. But uh, that's
0: like one sentence of Ben's letter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. There's so much to talk about. So. Um, I felt that we definitely have our same personalities. Yeah. Probably because we don't really act any different than we do in our normal, everyday friendships yeah, and lives. We're pretty real, I would say. Friendships in I think people who know us know that we're who we we're are. We're just this
0: entertaining all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was great that you were talking about putting out uh, the Spivvy reunion.
0: Yeah, that hasn't happened still. Yeah. But we are talking about doing it again. You're talking to
1: them again.
0: Yes. Like
1: you just started texting with them Well, they brought it
0: up again finally.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, what with last year and various things have come up and it just didn't work out. But now it's going to happen again. It's
1: time. It's time. This is going to be the year. 146 episodes in, in.
0: And this is it. We're still
1: talking about That's it. That's right. Um, I really thought the whole bit about this ain't my first rodeo <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah. And I definitely have used that phrase. At least since then.
0: I suppose. Many times. It feels very out of character for you.
1: This ain't my first rodeo. Yeah. Now, 146 Eppies in.
0: It's definitely not.
1: Um... I loved hearing about the muumuu origins. Yeah. I still have the muumuu. Yep. Um, now, though, my my quarantine outfit is a little different. Because I'll wear the fish muumuu during the summer season. Because it's light and airy right. and short sleeves. But during this season, if you don't turn the heater on, because Phil likes to keep it really cold in our house. Chanel
0: likes to make a sweat box in our house. That has not changed. Um,
1: I will wear like long sleeves, a jacket, <laughs> sweats, and slippers with like insulation inside.
0: All I'm saying is this. You have clothes that are keep you warm. Why not wear them and then have the house comfortable for the rest of us?
1: You don't have to work out in the ice box. <laughs> I'm the only one in this family that does. Would that it were
0: so simple.
1: And then, like, you guys forget to open the door when you're done, and I'm just, like, (laughs) bone-chillingly cold. So I have to dress like I'm out in the Arctic ice fishing. Well, you do. So that's my um, uniform now. Um, But know that I do wear my muumuu when we record. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yes. Uh, my
0: fa- and I still wear pants. I am never in my underwear when we record. As I promised in that first episode.
1: Yeah, you never have recorded in your underwear.
0: Sometimes pajama pants, but it still counts.
1: With big, huge holes in them. So you can see your underwear.
0: I don't wear those while we record.
1: Have you never? I don't do you so. know that 100% I'm pretty for sure, sure with a fact?
0: I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, I'll definitely call you out if you ever do. Okay. Uh, my fascination with polygamy is still strong. I just read Sister Wives.
0: Yeah, you probably had that
1: book back then, too. (laughs) No, that came out, like, since then. Okay. So, um, I do still have that fascination. I think this was interesting. Ben Higgins was The Bachelor on the first episode.
0: That was interesting?
1: And I talked about Ben Higgins. Now, I listen to Ben Higgins' podcast every week.
0: Oh, wow, we have that very
1: does. We
0: have very different definitions of interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's great.
0: That is it's just fascinating. Just come full
1: circle from I was podcasting before. Yeah. Ben Higgins and right. you talked
0: about him podcaster. on your so that's, that's interesting.
1: Um I wanted to do an unopened present check cuz we talked about the unopened presents on our fireplace.
0: Yeah, there's only one thing over there right now. Luke has one Lego still.
1: And I have one Lego. Yeah. What about your present pile?
0: I, well, I put away some of my stuff. There are some things I have not yet used, but we're only a month out.
1: That's pretty good. Because usually it's there for months because we're busy. No, I
0: still, I mean, there's some things, like I said, there's some books I haven't read yet still. I've been reading things and whatever, but I put them away in different places. They're not piled in the living room.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I put my stuff away or did my stuff too, so... That's pretty good for us. Yeah. Um. And we never said on that episode why we almost missed the plane in Puerto Rico. We said the story that they were like.
0: Well, it's because they took the Audrey to the bathroom, but they went to like the far one. And no, you said too because there was a long line in, uh, in uh, customs or not customs. What do you call it? Uh,
1: no security. But Audrey was doing this thing where she would go in the bathroom.
0: Oh, that was part of it, too. And not tell
1: anybody that it was number two.
0: Yeah, and she took long. And she
1: took forever. And, like...
0: (laughs) But it was all those things combined,
1: Your mom mom said, Audrey, the plane is going to leave without us. And she's like, I can't stop myself (laughs) from going. So we almost... Missed our plane from Puerto Rico because our kid was weighing number two. Yeah. Well, I again, mean, to be fair, it was a
0: there was a big long line security. Top. There was all kinds of things. It was raining. If you remember correctly, that was the day I fell and did the splits in the rain because mm-hmm. I was stepping out of the the shuttle van you onto really the curb and I did full on splits across.
1: That would have been nothing for me. Yeah,
0: you would have been like, oh, that was a fun way to get out of the car, and I was like <laughs> dying on the ground, like. The people all ran around and were gathering around to see if I was okay. It was How horrible. many
1: times do you have to fall on our trips and get attention from the local people? When else did I do that? Denmark. Several times.
0: Well, on a bike. That's different. <laughs> all right, so three times. Three times I've done it. That's all.
1: And that one time we were leaving Josh and Rachel's lost party and you took a misstep.
0: That's true, but no one was around there to see that. I was like, look, I was so mad at you too because we were walking out and I stepped off the curb and it was like a higher curb and I didn't realize it. And I like totally landed on my knee wrong. And I like, so this was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was was before Luke and Audrey, yeah. And I, you know, twisted my ankle, hit my knee, and like rolled onto the ground. And you started laughing and I it thought hurt you, so I really
1: like, did it on purpose as a and joke. And I was like, why are me.
0: you laughing at me? It's so rude. Like, I was so angry, but I know you didn't do it on purpose.
1: Yeah, I thought you were like, wow, Phil's going so far with this bit. He's actually rolling around oh, on the it street.
0: Hurts. It hurts. It That's so how much bad. he wants
1: to make me laugh.
0: I mean, I do that, <laughs> but not to that degree. I know I was shocked. Anyway.
1: Um, and finally, I can't believe. Our big old banter about the ending, and it's exactly the same as you said. I told you, once I'm we did sad, it. I'm sad, though, that I didn't just say the end. Because <laughs> so that would have been <laughs> That really is funny. funny.
0: Well, you're going to have to start a different show and do that. Because this end. show, 146 episodes in, I've ended it the same way every time. We're not changing it now. It was kind of suspenseful though because I couldn't remember what how we came up with it. You were so and as scared we're getting close to the <laughs> end, we're like talking about different endings. I thought the end thing was funny too, and I thought maybe we did that. And then like the very last second we were like, oh, let's do it like the band. And then we said we talked so you don't have to, and that was it.
1: I but. do realize like I don't really say much in the ending. I just say and you know.
0: I say the end bit. This is true. But.
1: I would have said more if we stuck to our original plan. That's too bad.
0: But
1: I approved it. You
0: appro- so. You did. You're recorded for posterity mm-hmm. saying that you liked it. You know. You say plenty, I think.
1: And anyways, it was fun to look back.
0: Well, I have comments originals. too. originals. I have stuff as well.
1: Let's hear it.
0: So first of all, this, the first, I don't know, year maybe, we had a different microphone. And it's. I feel like it's a lot better. I don't know, like, I, if you, I don't know if you can tell, like, our voices. But that other mic I had on a mic stand that would like rattle and like you could hear like a kind of real bad every time we'd nudge the microphone, it made a real bad sound. I also like was a lot more free with my editing. Like, I there's a lot of tongue clicks and stuff that I probably would have taken out. I don't take out every <coughs> single bit. Oh, thanks. She <laughs> you gets your your ASMR like talking close to the mic while you're at it. There's a lot more of that going on back then that I, you know, I, I, tr- I try to trim out most of it. You've
1: developed shirts editing talents.
0: Well, just more particular about it, I guess. We also didn't have any segment bits at the beginning. That didn't come in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, our little interstitials. interstitials. And um, so, you know, I like how we've developed it a bit. But we did have the forming, you know, early early uh, forms of our, of our segments. Yes. You know, so... That was good to hear. You could
1: see what our segments.
0: Well, I think we'd started the document already with the titles of it. We just didn't have any like formal. So I don't know, like how far in did I actually start making those? It wasn't long into it, but.
1: Well, should we do a play-by-play next week? We'll talk about our second episode and third episode. I (laughs) mean,
0: people can just go back and listen (laughs) to it. I don't think that's necessary. But there was one final thing that I wanted to talk about, and that is our discussion about the actual fight that led to the Mandarian Orange show, the Mandarian thing, I don't think we did it right. I think we were mixing up some stuff. And we've told the story more recently on the show differently. Because
1: we mixed two fights into right, one. Right.
0: The well no, I think it was. In that in our story we were talking about the Mandarian Orange Show, the Mandarian argument, that was the one at the grocery store by our house after we got married. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that was before we got married.
1: I think it was before we got married.
0: I don't think so. I think that was... It was at the... why we were
1: arguing. The one when I had the police officer talk to me, that was when you made a comment like, wow, that grocery bill was really high. Do we have that much money? And I was like so mad that you would question my accounting. I
0: think that was a part of it, but I think the Mandarian happened that night too, and we were tensions were high because of that. I think it was two separate things. That's a possibility.
1: Things. I don't remember. I thought it happened when we were boyfriend girlfriend.
0: I don't think so.
1: And I said, "You're not going to get to use my double coupons then." No,
0: because that I don't think that would have been the thing that would have set me off. We had different types of arguments then. Anyway. I think we might have mixed up some of the facts there. I think that's when it was. I think it was during that one fight. I think that was all one. Not the fountain, however. The fountain... Oh, the fountain was That was different. definitely before we got married.
1: Did we talk about the fountain?
0: Yeah. We went into it in that first episode. Hmm. If you guys don't know any of the stuff we're talking about, you should go back and listen to it. It's kind of fun, you know, to hear a little bit about our origins and what we said about it then. I don't know. It's why uh, I suppose we're not really, you know...
1: It's like the the Durrells of Corfu. It's based on true events.
0: Yeah, it's dramatized. We might have switched (laughs) around some of the things because we forgot. Um, So, anyway, that was just my observation on that. I think we mixed that up. And at the very least, I'm pretty sure we've told the story differently more recently. Yes. Um, So, who knows? It's all, it's definitely, the one thing we know for sure is the name Mandarian came, Mandarian Orange Show came from, an or argument five. where you refuse to pronounce the word Mandarin correctly, because and I
1: still say Mandarin because
0: you're that stubborn, and our poor children say it now too. They
1: and know they catch, how to they, say I know,
0: it. but they catch themselves saying it wrong. They're like, "Oh, it's like your show. I forgot." <laughs>
1: That's good. I'm glad they're confident enough to say it wrong. Yeah. Tells a lot about a person. It does. Elaine did it in the recent Seinfeld episode.
0: It is. That is one of the things that has been so fun about watching Seinfeld is seeing how much of ourselves are in some of those characters. Not all the things. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff they do we wouldn't do. But some of their quirks, like Elaine in this recent one we watched says, uh, that's just a silly, no, stupid superstition.
1: (laughs) Superstition.
0: And Jerry's like, a superstition? Is that how you want to say it? And she's like, yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) It's just exactly what Janelle would do.
1: And Elaine's an intelligent woman. She works as an editor.
0: It's never been that I've called your intelligence into question. It's that I know you do it to irritate me. That's all. You're doing it on purpose. Just to get under my skin.
1: Whatever.
0: And it works every time. Now, it's got to be natural. It's what, the way that it happens is you mispronounce a word. You know you mispronounced it. But rather than go, oh, I mean this, you just say, yeah, that's what I said. What are you going to do about it? That's how I say it now. That's what I say.
1: What if I called pizza? Pizza.
0: No, it doesn't work if you do it on purpose. It's got to be natural. <laughs> it only works on, per- on accident. And then the whole one with, like, George trying to get a parking spot, and he talks about how he doesn't pay for parking. Oh He's never gosh. paid for parking. Elaine even offers to pay for parking, which, I which you have done in the past. Mind. Like, even before we were married, you're like, I'll just pay for it. I'm like, no, I'm not paying for parking. And he even says, why would I pay for parking when I know if I just apply myself a little, I can get it for free. <laughs> I understand that feeling because I'm you can. i sure
1: you quoted that on our trip to... Um, Quebec. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Quebec City. It was uh, no, Montreal. Montreal. When we went we to that, we came big park. back and you said a George quote in the car. I'm pretty
0: well sure. because I found a spot where there was a neighborhood nearby that you could park for free. I looked it up because there's a lot of them that had like parking permits and stuff. And then if you want to park at the, but park, it was
1: parking for free on Sundays. Right the
0: there, and we were there on the right day. And then if you wanted to park, actually at the park parking lot, it cost money. So we found it, and I circled around the neighborhoods. We found one spot to park in. It took a little extra walking to get up to the trail, but then it was free. That's great. And, you know.
1: And we got caught in a huge rainstorm. That's right. And ate at a cafe in the middle of Quebec.
0: So sometimes I'm quoting it directly. Other times we just overlap so much. (laughs) Now, again, like his whole thing where he sits and parks in the middle of the street and yells at the guy and causes a scene. I'm not going to do that.
1: Oh, really? Because you didn't like sit in in your college until they gave you the money?
0: All right. But that's different. <laughs> that's different. It wasn't How is on, the, it wasn't it on was the street. There. It wasn't on the street.
1: Oh, just in the middle of our college campus. Hey,
0: it worked. It
1: they paid work. me. <laughs> so, like They didn't pay him correctly for a TA job and he sat there until they gave him the money. They went and printed him a check and gave him the money. Well,
0: that wasn't that was different. That was a sound job.
1: Oh, the sound TA job.
0: one, I had to go in and have a sit in actually. I sat team. in
1: with you. I said, I'll sit in with you. Yeah. I don't care. I don't Even, care. I'll do it. I'll sit in there with you. And and we sat in and I was just like, gosh, this is like this is what like this is how you get your way in a peaceful way. Yeah. Because you say that you don't, like, again, the parking spots, but I've seen you do it several times. You did it at Costco yeah. when they towed my car or towed your car. I can't remember. Lose it was your car. Like, until they, you've literally had people print you up checks to yeah. get you out of the way, but you, all you did is say. <laughs> I don't
0: have to yell at them. Just, I'm not leaving until you take this seriously. And you I'm talk, right. Like, you're really wrong. Really
1: calmly, and you kind of, like, smile at them. Like, <laughs> That's laughing? just because
0: that's how I deal with conflict, <laughs> As I smile. That's not, like, a conscious decision. I
1: know, but it's great. And yeah. So you could say, but you've had plenty of moments, that it's, like, super awkward and, like, cringy. But I don't,
0: I don't seek those out, though. It just happens sometimes. I don't
1: think George seeks them out,
0: either. I mean, he's a little, like, aggressive for it. Come on. <laughs> and I love when they're, like, fighting about, like, who's going to move first, and the guy's, like... I'll spend the night here. And George is like, I'll live here. And the guy's like, you're going to have to go to work. I don't even have a job. (laughs) Well, I don't either. Oh,
1: like that. You've said that. Yeah. To people trying to get money from you.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're like,
1: we'll just just take it out of your paycheck. I don't have a
0: job. What are you going to do about (laughs) it? (laughs) Good luck with that.
1: (laughs) So you've actually said that kind of stuff. It's true. So I know you act like you're not a caricature in a TV show, but you are.
0: They still do a lot of stuff I wouldn't do, morally speaking, but there are some things I I'd identify. I like to
1: think, too, though, that, like, since we've had children, we've definitely, like, softened up. Like, with the whole little Caesars thing, we would have, like...
0: We would have taken it further.
1: We would have spent more time on it, but it was yeah. Andrew's birthday, and we didn't want to take any more time well, on it, day. And it
0: does require... A part of that is that you have to, like, evaluate... How much is this worth? And sometimes it's worth, you know, doing an action punitively so that someone doesn't get away with something. Sometimes it's not worth taking it that far. But sometimes it is.
1: Sometimes it is. And sometimes we do. And, I mean, I do it too. I just usually cry and take the, like, emotional. Yeah. Because it does take an emotional toll on me. So I just cry until I get my way. That's how I got our money back for our tickets to Paris. Yeah,
0: but see, that's the thing. We have different skills in that arena, so I knew that was the job for you. You know, I was the one that uh, got the drug guy to give us our money back. When
1: yeah. <laughs> You got drug... Well,
0: well, I yeah. talked to the, you know, the credit card company and explained the situation, and they took our side in it. But regardless...
1: And... I um, it didn't require
0: tears in that one. It was just like, can you believe this guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I cleared my teaching credential because I had to sit in and cry as a pregnant lady because they weren't going to give me my clear credential. They told me I, that the office was closed and I had to come back on another day.
0: That's right. Well, it wasn't that you didn't clear it. It's that they weren't going to give you the documentation. They needed said I
1: had to come back to, to downtown get a job. LA. Right. I was like... I'm to get paid, here. So I do, I do sit-ins too. Yeah. I'm just a little more showy about it. And they come back with a water that. bottle.
0: Because the whole thing was you had to like reclear your credential to get paid. They were behind on their paperwork. And so they said you're going to have to come back another time. Which means you weren't going to get your paycheck. We weren't going to be able to get paid. And it was like before a holiday. Mm-hmm. And you were like sat down and cried. And I went to the guy and I was like. You should just get it taken care of because she's not going to leave. I can just tell you right now, she's a pregnant woman, and I can't vouch for what she will do. <laughs> if I were you, I would just get it taken care of. I know you guys can do it. Just get her a check. <laughs> get her the paperwork, whatever, and she'll get out of here because she's not leaving otherwise. And they're like, and they, went, they were the worst.
1: Uh, I can't believe like there's school districts that treat their teachers like that No. so bad. Being so far removed from it now, I'm like... Seems I would like an alien. never put up with being no. treated that way. So.
0: LA is the worst.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we've probably celebrated our anniversary a lot. Yes. And uh, Janelle, I want to thank you for celebrating with me and for recording for five years. Five
1: years. This is a a creative outlet that has gotten us through. Many years.
0: And some crazy times. One of those years being uh, 2020.
1: It is the one creative thing that we, you know, have stuck with pretty regularly.
0: I mean, I wouldn't say the one, but yes, is a one thing.
1: I'm just proud of us. Because we usually, like, especially during the pandemic, you kind of, like, get a little... You don't get as much done as you think you're going to get done. And this... Is definitely something we continue to do, and it I've is. really enjoyed it.
0: Well, thank you, listeners, for being along on the ride for us. We're coming Sticking up on with 150 episodes, too, which is another little milestone. Yes. Doesn't quite line up exactly, but um, that's pretty exciting. So. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys would like to write in, tell us your thoughts on our first ever episode or...
1: Any of your favorite past memories of the last five years. That's
0: right. We would love to hear about that. Um, Or any other things, of course, we'd love to hear it. Show at gmail.com or send us a message at Instagram or Facebook or wherever. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, yes?
1: Yes, it is.
0: And uh, with that, for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Janelle.
0: And we talk so you don't have to.
1: The end.